0: you have all the tools that you need on, on your own. And that was a, another big lesson I learned while I'm out there is like, I felt like I'm always like reaching out for other people's like affirmation or or, uh, or approval or like comfort or whatever. And, um, and you go through a little bit of like pain and loneliness or whatever, but you kind of come out of that feeling like, look, I've got everything I need. Like as long as I can just like sit and breathe and like feel myself centered and like calm myself down, like, you're always at home, wherever you are, whoever you're with, like you are like just centered. And so that was one of the things I I realized through this meditation of like, there's nothing but abundant love all around you. And like, you just need to like breathe it in and accepting that love, breathing it out and just loving unconditionally everybody around you, like being, it, it kind of falls in with like gratitude and like forgiveness for yourself, for other people um, and these are all these things that I was thinking about when I was out there that like, were like realizations that kind of came to me when I just took a little bit of time to myself, you mm-hmm. know? Welcome to Modern Happiness,
1: where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset,
0: relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleeper.
2: What is up, happiness homies? Welcome back. We have an awesome episode today with a longtime friend of mine, Pete Ford. Pete, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm fantastic.
2: Matthew, how are you? I want to know so badly how you're doing
1: today. (laughs) I'm so freaking good, Taylor. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Deuce?
0: We're good.
2: We're good. Yeah, life's good. E
1: Dottie, best day of the year. Best day of the year. Mm. Awesome.
2: Uh really excited about this episode. Um Pete's a longtime friend of mine. He's had a ton of life experience. Gone to the Air Force Academy, been in the Air Force, co- uh, worked at Air Force Academy, big adventure. He's traveled the world, has an entrepreneur mindset, does some Airbnb stuff. Um, so we're going to talk about all the things today. But before we get started, we're going to dive into some rapid fire. All right. Matt, you want to start us off?
1: Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Pete, what is the one thing you're grateful for?
0: Grateful for? Um, dude, my, my, uh, my wife, my support network. Yeah. Uh, especially lately. Um, well, I don't need to, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's rapid these are, fire, right? so, sorry. Yeah, it's a, it. We, it's, it, it's a loose,
2: it's, it's a loose okay. rapid fire. So as short or as long yeah. as you, possible. Awesome. Elise is amazing. I can attest. Shout um, out. what is your most used emoji?
0: It's kind of basic, but like crying face, like the crying, laughing. La- oh, laughing. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah that's I know great. that ages me cause the kids now use like the dead like the skeleton, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right. Oh my god. I, I, I didn't know that. Really? Oh <laughs> I did not yeah, know that. Yeah. Wow,
2: <laughs> I just posted on Instagram this new account that I started following. It's like dad things mm-hmm. that had me dying, but there's one uh that I'm I'm like waiting to post because it's so good where like a dad is texting his son and is like, "Oh, your uh Uncle Carl died." And it's like the skeleton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "We're going to cremate him." <laughs> and then it's like <laughs> fire emoji and skeleton <laughs> oh. and the son is like dad that's not how we use these yeah. 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 So, so that's really funny uh, yeah. i love that you said
0: the kids these days i feel i feel aged too
1: the disconnect that's that's really interesting um P, what is your walk-up song
0: oh dude uh stranglehold by ted nugent every time do i know oh, it? i don't you know, know that one? That one. can you sing it for us uh it's like i got a good guitar riff intro you know hmm. um I can't really. It. Okay. Good.
2: Okay. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to. Uh, we'll have to pull it up. We've had yeah. like Matt. Matt always asks this. We have. Hi, we've had like one person, I think,
1: actually sing it. One person sang without me asking. It was great. Yeah. Good yeah. that was.
2: Um, I love how quick that was, though. A lot of people mm-hmm. have to think on it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Pete. I know you're an avid reader. Favorite
0: book? Uh, The Four Agreements. Don Miguel Ruiz. Nice. You guys oh, read that
1: one? I just saw that on someone's story. I've heard of it too, but it's just quick. recently saw it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's quick too. Like. Might have to and be... I probably read it like once a year. Wait, did he also write? He
2: didn't write the Alchemist, did he? No. Oh, okay.
0: Paolo Coelho. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The I feel like the covers are
1: similar. That's why I get confused. Uh, what is the Four Agreements about?
0: Um, There's four agreements. Your, percep- <laughs> your perception on life in general, right? right? It kind of starts with this, this like way of viewing the world and like our, I guess indoctrination to being a human and like the you know, how we perceive things. And then it kind of goes into these, you know, you've made all these agreements with yourself and you hold yourself to these things and you kind of torture yourself through these because of, you know, what you've been, how you've been indoctrinated since you were a kid, you know, your parents Mm -hmm. rewarding, punishing you, you know, for all these things. So it kind of talks about eliminating most of those agreements that you have to live more free and just kind of focus, at least start with focusing on these four um, that he lays out okay um, gotcha yeah, yeah. okay fantastic. I like
1: that uh, did someone else bring this book up
2: yes yeah I think I we've had it multiple times what oh, Scott, maybe or something. while we're on it do you remember what are the four it's like
0: um, always or be impeccable with your word um, don't take anything personally um, do your best mm. and man the third one the last one I'm, I always forget I'm pulling them up right now yeah, don't make assumptions don't make assumptions yeah mm. yeah so it's, like, as long as you can kind of have that as your framework and, and, like, those are the basis, you know, you kind of work from there. But, um, yeah, I love it. And, and the way he, like, describes each one of them and kind of gives some examples, you know. Um, uh, Yeah, you really internalize it. It's great. Yeah,
1: I like that. I, I like the idea that you can always come back to those four agreements and to see, like, kind of if you're in integrity or if this is, like, serving you to the best. Yeah. Uh, where it's not overcomplicated, you know. It's just, like, f- review this in your mind and – does this make sense for you moving forward?
0: Yeah, because some might be more relevant for you in a certain time of your life or others, right? So mm. it's, quite, it's good to come back to.
1: Yeah. Nice. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up?
0: Um, what did I want to be? I wanted to be a pilot, I guess. That's my earlier memories, you know, nice. like I would like, fly planes um, and we could talk Ro- about rocket know, ships, why that changed. <laughs> <but>.
1: <laughs> Any rocket ships?
0: No, like jets, you know, yeah, like yeah, I, I grew got. up going to air shows, you oh, know, like okay. you see the blue angels or the Thunderbirds. Nice. You know? yeah.
2: Very cool. Um, what is your superpower?
0: Um, I like to think it's like remaining somewhat calm, you know, and like having a, people have told me that I have a calming presence on them and I am really proud of that. And I don't know how that came to be, but, um, I like to think that that could be it. Mm. Um, I don't know. Cool.
2: Yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. I like it. I, I, we talk a lot about like knowing yourself and I think that takes time. Um, but like for me, you know, and everyone says it like, dude, your energy. Oh my God. Like it's incredible. And it hypes people. Like I come to a room people get hyped up and yeah. for you, maybe the opposite. we not that it's a bad thing. Right. Um, but you, you know, create a calming presence and to like understand that. And you're like, I don't know where it came to be. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. People are like, how do you have so much energy? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like it's just there. And I think it's important to understand that about yourself and then lean into that.
0: Yeah, it's a great role to have. I mean, I love coming into a group and having, like, a hype guy like you. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, I might, you know, that, like, kind of reservedness that I might have may prevent, um, may, like, kind of impede us having some conversations quicker on than, like, you can kind of open up, you Mm -hmm. know. And then, Mm -hmm. like, you're that kind of that breaks through the barriers initially. And then we can kind of get deeper, you know, and, like, get to know each other more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I was
1: actually reflecting on like conversations with my girlfriend and I'm always just like spewing out everything and all my thoughts. I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care if I'm being judged or whatever it is. I'm just like, here's how I feel. And Oh my God, I'm freaking out. Um, and yeah, not, I understand not everyone's like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah
2: it's interesting too. Cause energy is so contagious and I kind of, as you were talking Pete, I was thinking about how like, even if you're like talking to people or you're like passing someone on the sidewalk, like it's funny in my apartment complex, I have the longest hallway. And everybody that lives there, so you're bound to, you know, yeah. walk past somebody. They're always just like, like some people I'm just like turning to them and they're like still just, they yeah. don't want to say hi. Like, so I have to say, Hey, what's up? Like way before we get there. Yeah. But it's funny yeah. how you do that. And all of a sudden people are like, Oh, Hey, how are you? Like their demeanor changes. Um, and I actually realized I was thinking back to like cushion CrossFit and cause I'm definitely like more reserved kind of like observational. Um, but in CrossFit, I was very like high energy, especially with like new people, because all of a sudden that kind of like breaks the tension. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's an interesting.
0: There's a fear of like rejection. I think that's what that comes from. Is like yeah, they or, don't like, want to be too to eager in. and like not have you reciprocate that, you know? Yeah. And it's nice, like, interesting to hear you say that too, because like I see that a lot in um, in my life, in the, you know, in the Air Force, same thing. It's just like, and people like you'll get you'll find some people who are like like rip you a new one if you like don't say you know good morning, sir, as you pass them. You know, mm. I'm like I've never been like that at all, but like. I think there is some good lesson to be out of like, Hey, just acknowledge people, you know, mm. like just say hi and like acknowledge them. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's always
2: waiting for somebody else to make the first move.
1: Yeah. I, I always try and do that. Like on my runs, like, yeah, people will be narrowed in, but I'm like, always like trying you to wave and Oh yeah. I'm not like, Hey, how are you doing? But like yeah, at least a wave, a you know, yeah. something to like acknowledge yeah. people. Cause I don't know. It's like, well, It just seems weird to ignore some a human being running by you. It's like you don't exist. It's like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, But we did a gratitude challenge too, and one of it was like to compliment a stranger, um, or three strangers. Um, And I we had the videos accompanying the challenge, and on that day, I included some TikToks that are just people like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like, though maybe sometimes it's like a funny pickup line kind of, but it's like, uh, you know, like, "Hey, you have a beautiful smile," and like, "Oh my god, thank you," and it's like you don't know what that can do to something like just yeah completely Dude, change i someone's love day. those TikToks. they're yeah. like
0: reels um it's just you know the guy yeah. rolls up on the sidewalk in his car and he's yeah. like ma'am you look like a queen today and she's just like you know she's kind of looking all serious and then she just brightens up it's like you just made my day like yeah. thank you so much i love that man. yeah and, it's so and, cool. and,
1: and we all love it right that's why they're yeah. viral so yeah. it's like yeah oh, and it's authentic
0: can... like he's not like joking you know because if someone was like said that kind of jokingly that could totally ruin your day yeah, no sarcastically
1: yeah. or it's kind of like the funny ones with what they sound like a punchline. Right. Uh, but then they end with like a really, it's like a nice compliment and it's like, Oh, and you know, it just makes people smile and it makes them feel good. And yeah. Yeah. It's like, why not provide that to someone?
2: Yeah. And I love it too, because it's like, if you know, I think I saw one where they're like at a traffic light or something. So he rolls down the window like, Hey, and they're like hesitantly like rolling, like what yeah, do I'm they like, oh, want? God. And then all of a sudden, yeah, like you guys said, their demeanor immediately changes when it's like a compliment or they're like not trying to get something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that on the way home.
2: (sighs) Do it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So got through some rapid fire. Um, So many things to talk about today, Pete, but you're in a a relatively big transition in your life. You're transitioning out of the Air Force. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd love if you could just like maybe give us a quick background on, you know, kind of you went to Air Force Academy, your, your time in the military kind of bring us, you know, up to where you're at today. And then we could kind of dive into like shifting out of that. What does life look like? Um, you, you recently went on a a pretty, what sounds like life-changing trip to Peru and,
0: Mm -hmm. um, we could dive in. Sure, man. Um, all right. So it's funny, like every story starts at some arbitrary point, you know, (laughs) so I'm gonna try to like find the best time. So, uh, growing up outside Washington DC suburbs, like a lot of military government kind of presence, you know, so, um, and also my family. Uh, so I was kind of thought like service was going to be something I did or, uh, you know, strove for. So, um, so yeah, I had my sights on getting in the military and, um, my parents kind of steered me towards the air force, you know, away from like the army and Marine Corps for, uh, certain reasons that I later learned to, to, to appreciate. And, um, and then also to go in as an officer, which, um, wasn't like an easy, easy path or whatever. So, um, Anyway, so I applied to the Air Force Academy. Wanted to be a pilot. Loved going to air shows growing up, and was like, "Oh, this is just really cool. You know, see the world, do something cool, go fast. You know, it's kind of like every boy's, you know, part of their dreams, right?" So, um, wanted to do that. Didn't get in my first try uh, because, like, I just partied too much in high school. I think like I had the like the SAT, SAT ACT scores. You know, so like felt like I was like smart enough. I just didn't try enough same story teachers always told me growing up is like you're a smart kid you just like gotta work hard you know it's just like yeah here it comes you know um there's that lesson I never learned to like work hard so um anyways I go to uh prep school and reapply got in and then um probably the most defining thing of my life happened when my little brother died um like four weeks before I reported the basic training to the Air Force Academy and um you know he was 17 I was 19 and, uh, Happened pretty suddenly. and um, really uh i don't know maybe think about the path i was on and i mean but there was really no turning back you know because i was like like i'm i'm already accepted to my dream or what i thought was my dream you know before and like i'm on this course so it's like buckle up i got four years of school five years plus of you know um of mandatory service you know after that um and i didn't really have time to kind of like reflect on that and what it you know how it um impacted me didn't really ever do therapy or anything like that but anyways got on this course went to the air force academy um it was a, definitely a struggle dealing with all that my first year when it's like this is like your hardest year you know like you go through basic training you yelled at all the time having to do all these different things and it's like and you and like i have this like pain inside that i couldn't really talk about I didn't want to bring up because i feel like you know it wouldn't you know i wouldn't be able to like um perform as well and like and like focus on the task at hand which was like get through all this training and you know by the way yeah it's school too and all this stuff so um, yeah worked through the academy got um, did decently you know well enough to to graduate you know wasn't like a stellar performer but wasn't bottom of the class kind of right in the middle um, and chose not to go a pilot training route like totally was, was qualified and everything could have and it was kind of encouraged like anyone who could should you know kind of thing mm-hmm. and I um, kind of turned my back on that for several reasons but um, ended up going into contracting which is like purchasing manager kind of side of of the air force so um, I wanted, you know, something with relevant job skills to the outside, um, something I could use later on and also didn't want the longer commitment that pilot training would have incurred. So, um, so yeah, I went into kind of more of a business role, um, did that for like six years, um, here in Colorado Springs, then at Tokyo in Tokyo, Japan at the little base out there. I lived there for three years and now then kind of got burnt out. Um, I was doing really well in the career field, um, but, um, got super burnt out from the, desk life I guess living in the cubicle and like um kind of the people I was working with the environment there mm-hmm. wasn't like didn't match up with my priorities in a lot of ways and um so yeah I applied to be a, a PE instructor at the Air Force yeah. Academy which is like this really niche kind of role that not, not a lot of people know about and um but I you know kind of knew one or two people who had done it I was like, this is actually a possibility, you know? So I tried to, and by the, then, you know, I was like doing CrossFit inspired, you know, honestly tailored by your coaching. And, um, and I, you know, got to this base and realized they didn't really have a group that did it. So I, I kind of started this CrossFit group or restarted it cause it had died out before I got there. And so I was coaching a lot of classes, um, kind of in charge of all the other coaches too, and got involved in a lot of other fitness programs. Anyways, that kind of like helped me with this application here. So I've been teaching now PE at the air force Academy where I did for two and a half years, um, teaching, you know, combatives, air force combatives program, which is mostly boxing, jujitsu, um, kind of general self-defense kind of stuff. And then, um, uh, like strength and conditioning kind of classes and also working with, um, population. A lot of people don't really know exists there, but like people who are failing physically who are like, mm. um, you know, not everyone there is a total stud like fit. And a lot of people are, um, very unfit, so I was, that was, like, one of my roles, too, is, like, helping get them to, to care about fitness, past fitness standards and everything, and help them turn it around, so, um, yeah, that's kind of my life up to here. Awesome.
2: I, I'm really curious, uh, a couple of things. One, like, what is, what has it been like versus maybe what you thought a career in the Air Force would have looked like, and two, you know, it, it seems like, which I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like you've had a unique approach of like taking advantage of like the opportunities. Oh yeah. And we could dive into like I know you and Elise. I was living vicariously through you, your time in Japan. <laughs> um, so yeah. What has you know like what you thought maybe it would be like? How has that been different? And then like how have you been able to like take advantage rather than just kind of maybe some people who like grind through and don't take the opportunity to travel and adventure and all of those things?
0: Dude, I don't no exactly i feel like i've always been someone that people would describe as just like a lucky person in a lot of ways you know like um like things just kind of happen for me and i set my intention you know like and in a way it's weird like i've i feel like i've accomplished everything i've wanted to accomplish you know like like if i set a goal like i'm gonna meet it or my goals sometimes change but like um yeah like whatever it is, uh, I find a way of, and you know, I figure out what, what, what's, how do I, how do I get there? Um, and I do it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. So like with, um, yeah. Sorry, can you repeat? Yeah, the yeah, so you, um, I kind of got lost in that. Yeah, yeah, I got <laughs> lost in the question too. You,
2: honestly. um, you've done a lot of different things. I think a lot of people, I imagine a lot of people are in the military and they're just kind of like, what's the next thing? Where do I go next? You know, oh. That sort of thing. And you, yeah. like, as long as I've known you, you've kind of always had a big picture. Yeah. Like you've kind of always been like, I know there's something more here. Yeah. And you've taken advantage of like, you know, living overseas and like, you know, all, all the perks, quote unquote, of the job. And I know adventure is, and travel is mm-hmm. huge for you. And so um, I'm curious what, you know, is that just part of your personality? Like, or?
0: Yeah. So it's, it's something where I've always wanted to like, make my career, my own, make my path, my own as much as you can, because like there is so much out of your control, you know, in life in general. And especially in the military where like you're told where to go, what to wear, when to be where, and like, whether you want to or not, you know, for so many of the decisions. Right. So the few that are in your control, um, what do you do with that? Right. So for me, that has been like, um, you know, you're given a job, and here's the thing. With also in the military, you have a you have your like core career field, but then there's like all these additional duties that you don't necessarily choose. You don't even choose your core career field. Like I say, I, I went into contract because I wanted it, but like that was just my preference. You know, and I got lucky to be assigned that, right? So, um, so for me, it's always been like, you know, sometimes you're going to get shit jobs, and like the best you can do is do your best at that, right? For agreements, you know, um, always do your best, right? So like, there's no way of you getting to something better that you desire by doing poorly in something that you didn't want to do to begin with. Like the best thing you do is just accept your circumstances and like do the best you can and find a, find some path down the road where you can kind of steer at your, you know, where you want something that somewhere that aligns with your vision of, um, you know, where you want to be. So I think I always kept that in mind. Um, I had some really good mentors who were just like, look, man, they're going to, the air force is going to take their pound of flesh from you. Like, you got to make sure you get, you get yours, you know? Um, So like, I've always kind of kept that in mind of like, what, what can I control? Where can I, how can I steer this ship a little bit in my direction? And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's worked out to my advantage, I guess, in a lot of ways. And yeah, so, um, and that's come with some sacrifice, you know, Um, not really following the path that, um, that like, that people leaders, you know, would want you, would, would have for you. Right. Like if I'd done what everyone wanted for me, I wouldn't be as fulfilled. I wouldn't be where I am today, you know? Um, but I kind of rejected a lot of that and saying like, no, like, you know, I, like I didn't take the assignments I should have taken. I didn't do the typical career path that like they want you to take to go do the 20 years and check all these boxes, you know, like, cause for me, it was like about my personal development and going where I wanted to go and where I saw my own life going. Um, because I had other factors to consider that weren't just, you know, career focused and like making the Air Force happy, making my commanders happy. I
1: love that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got a lot of yeah
1: questions love up, coming that. up. We all went <gasps> ready to talk. Yeah, uh, well,
0: can I just say something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. A lot of people are really scared to disappoint <laughs> the higher ups, the people yeah. around them. Yeah. And you said no. You know. I'm doing this for me I'm doing what I want to do mm-hmm. and I love that I'm done
1: I, I am yeah. curious Pete, what you've always seen as your big vision because when you' were telling your story what I heard and correct me if I'm wrong if I misheard but like wanted to be a pilot kind of went that route and then when it became time to do that you were like no I'm actually going to take this other route so I can have skills that can apply in the real world outside of um, outside of the military yeah. and and then you said you were at this work and those, those work vibes, those values didn't align with your values. So then you left to become a PE teacher, uh, do the CrossFit stuff, uh, all those things. So we're, we're in there, you know, as you're navigating this, trying to follow your vision and do what's right for you, what is that vision? And, um, again, where have you maybe faulted it? and maybe, maybe you shouldn't have taken that job and where you ended up in this job, but also that was the right thing to do. So you could realize that that wasn't the thing you wanted. So I yeah. anyway, I know it's a big question, but I guess starting with like, what is the big, what yeah. has been the big vision what has guided I you? I mean, I
0: guess it's, it's morphed and that's what, that's the point is like, it is morphed over time of like, yeah, I had this idea and then I kind of went down that path and saw maybe some things I liked or didn't like. So yeah, at first it was pilot. Then it was, you know, all these mentors of mine saying like, Hey, look, man, I I spent my career on a submarine and I didn't know what to do when I got out because not a lot of submarine jobs, you know, in the civilian world, (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, like, you know, and, like, learning from them. And, and like, sure, yeah, there's people who fly planes and stuff who, you know, they go move into a career with United, Delta, UPS, whatever it is, make good money, whatever. But I'll be honest, like, I don't like sitting down for that long, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, that's kind of part of it, too. I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not just, like, sitting in a chair for eight, 12 hours, whatever it is, you know, um, or, or also, yeah, it was the commitment thing too, where I just got, saw my life like, man, I can't be stuck in the Air Force for the next 12 years. Um, like I, I'm going to need to pursue my own path at a certain point. Um, I got a wife who works too. and Like we have her career to consider as well. So at every, every life stage or every, every like change of circumstance, like you kind of reassess and, and look at like, okay, what are my options? Um, I remember taking a job. It was like, I, was kind of, I remember being kind of down for anything for a long time of, of like, yeah, let me see what opportunities come up. Um, volunteer for a deployment or something, maybe didn't even get it. Like they sent someone more junior. I was really confused by that. And then, um, you know, maybe some other opportunity comes up for me down the road, like back home that, um, I would have missed. Or, um, you know, I remember being in Japan and there was like, um, my, one of my best friends, he, uh, he got tasked with this like exercise to korea working with the army right it sounded pretty shitty you know and i'm just like dude that sucks like good luck and he was like oh i'm supposed to run the tokyo marathon you know <laughs> and the, and i was like talking to him a lot and and i was like dude you know what Fuck it, i'll go for you like like oh, let me talk to the commander i'll go and like you stay back it's only like four or five weeks like i'll go to this exercise like it'll be an interesting experience you know And I was like, you can run your marathon, stay here. And I was more senior to him anyways. Like, he was relatively new. So I felt like maybe I could have more to, you know, more to contribute, I guess, over there. And I've never worked in the joint, you know, with the Army uh, kind of assignment. So anyways, I went. And, um, man, I was fucking cursing his name the whole time because I hated that experience. It was, like, my worst experience of the Air Force is working with the Army for five weeks in this, like, (laughs) command with a bunch of reservists who, like, don't really do this full time. And they're all kind of assholes and, like, or just – I mean – I don't mean to like bash on a whole population of people, but like the people I was working with just so incompetent. And I was just like, man, I got to get out of here. You know, like this is uh this is not where I want to be. And you know, that was kind of my lesson to learn is like, you know, the international travel was fun. I got to go to Seoul and do some you know, touring around Korea a little bit. But um, but yeah, as far as like the profession wise, I was like, man, I do not see myself doing this for the next 10 years. Cause like you're looking at, and like, apart from that exercise too, it's just like in general, I was looking at, like my supervisors and seeing where they're at and just realizing that like, um, it's kind of just a waiting game to get these next promotions in the military. I mean, it's just like keep breathing, don't break a law and you're going to promote up. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, there's no way to get there faster than just time. So, um, so for me, that was a big reason of my transition, which we can get to later. But, um, but yeah, so I, um, yeah. I didn't see myself doing the career thing. Pretty. It was pretty clear to me that that wasn't going to be my path of like, you know, staying in for the 20 years just to like keep breathing and collect a pension.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just love I tell you can ask your question, but I just just kind of recapping. Like, I just love how at every stage you're kind of asking yourself like, what is right for me? And yeah, the pilot thing sounded good. And of course being a kid and that's kind of like,
0: yeah, it's sexy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's sexy. And you're like, believe, yeah, you wear the outfit, right. And all the movies yeah. are like, you get the girl and you walk yeah, in man. with the pilot outfit. Um, and to think then that now you made this path and you're in the military and now that you, you've said you've always wanted to do this, now you have to do this. And you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, whatever that leads to, maybe flying for Delta or whatever, sitting down for eight hours, like, that's not the fit for me. So what is the next fit for me? And maybe that was like, I want to do this so I can have, you know, out, real world experience so mm-hmm. I can get a job outside of the military. And um, that was the right decision in that moment. And then you did that and you go, okay. Don't like this. What mm-hmm. What do I want to do? And it, you realize like, oh, this fitness has been a big part of yeah. my life. So you went towards that. And anyway, I just say that because I think it's such a beautiful thing where so many of us get stuck. And I've seen a lot. And I know I was this way. Like, I'm a civil engineer. That's my next 40, 50 years. Where it's like, nope. Instead, I did engineering. I was like, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. So let's make a change. And you've done that. And I, I just think that's super yeah. inspiring for people to hear. Um, because you you don't have to be stuck to that one thing. Yeah. You truly didn't settle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which is cool. And that's, what's fun about trying different things is like, you get to test out what you like, what you don't like. And, um, and you know, close a lot of doors or maybe open some open, you know, that you didn't expect. Like, um, when I started doing CrossFit where Taylor was coaching, like, like that awoke something in me where I was just Mm -hmm. like, this is like, this is getting to the heart of the human experience of like knowing yourself and your body and your capabilities that like I didn't I didn't I didn't recognize that before you know and I and I loved it and then I got into like teaching it just because I feel like I naturally kind of gravitate towards leadership role sometimes and um, you know being in Japan like leading up the the group there and just realizing that was my real passion so I was like even if I'm gonna do that and like it's a step back in my career like I'm gonna go pursue something in fitness because I love the impact that I can have and the connection I can have with people and it's like, something I just feel naturally, you know, it, it comes a little more natural to me. And that's why, you know, I transitioned out of the, the cubicle life, you know? Yeah.
1: I love what you said about like a step back in your career, which like, who the fuck cares? I was yeah. having this really deep conversation with a client yesterday. Um, and nervous about like going forward in this coaching business. And I'm like, what is your purpose? And I know because she's told me on many calls and I just wanted her to say it again. And she's like, my purpose is to like help people. And we got down. I'm like, all right, what does help people look like? And can you define that and get a little deeper? But ultimately, like her purpose is to help people. Yet she's currently, you know, working this other job, uh, you know, this other job that doesn't serve her. Doesn't She's not helping people in it. And But she thinks she has to do that because it's what's best for her family and mm-hmm. her kids. And she needs to make the money right now. And I'm like, and again, this was a deep conversation, but ultimately I'm like, When you realize and you start doing things for yourself and because it's your purpose, your dharma, like we all, the law of dharma, we all have a purpose on this earth to to do something. And I'm like, when you start doing that, you'll realize that like you are feeling better and then you can serve your family better. And then like, yeah, the money thing, I know that's always a problem for people, but like that will start coming in. And I know when I do my coaching calls, like when I, even when I'm like not feeling inspired to do them. But then at the end of the day, after the coaching calls are over, I am lit up. I am fired up. I feel so good about life because I am serving my purpose. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like for you where it's like, it's not as, who cares if it's a quote unquote step back in your career. Right. Yeah. You, it's making you happy. It's filling you up. So a lot of people might not know what their purpose is. Um, but it's like, if there's something just tickling you a little bit, like go after that thing, kind of like you did.
0: Well, and it's a step back in terms of someone else's perspective, exactly. right? right? But it's, it's actually getting you closer to where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I'm so curious because it sounds like all these decisions, you are very clear on like, what makes you happy? Mm -hmm. What fills you up? What is your passion? And I think most people don't have that. So I'm curious how, and just knowing you and knowing Elise and knowing like travel is important and adventure and like we go snowboarding and you got into jujitsu and just like all you're just like constantly trying stuff. Like, how have you gotten so clear on that? And then the follow-up question is like, how have you been able to resist? Cause I think so many people struggle with like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like how, how have you, you know, has that been a working process over time or have you just kind of always known like, this is what feels right.
0: Yeah. I think it's kind of just takes reflection and like thinking about where, um, where I feel like I need some self improvement, like recognize around me, you know, maybe some things I might be missing out on. Um, um, those things, you know, like CrossFit Jiu Jitsu, I, I feel like, I find out about something like that that really gets you know again to like the core of what it means to be a human you know and these certain skills that are just like essential to our lives um and like i just uh, something about it really connected with me and i want to just pursue it and see what's possible for me right like find my boundaries you know like am i someone who can um like can i be a you know freaking regionals level athlete or whatever or am i just like a, a decently fit average guy you know like pretty average, you know, <laughs> um, in a lot of areas, but like but like, the ego starts telling you like, Oh, this is really cool. You could be good at that. You know what I mean? But like in the end, um, having a, you know, a decent, like small level of skill in all these different areas is going to make you, um, you know, head and heels lo- over a lot of the population anyways. And you're going to learn a lot about yourself in that too. Just learning a little bit, um, finding the foundation. So anyways, yeah, I guess again, it comes back to like reflecting on, experiences, trying out different things, um, and, and like listening to my body and listening to my passions and where, where like where that's leading me. Mm,
2: I think that's so huge. And I really believe everyone has that kind of tug or that feeling or that sensation when like, this is what I really want to do. And like, they just don't listen to that. So mm-hmm. I love the the concept of a reflection. Um, so you're now in this, you know, maybe quote unquote pivotal moment, you're going to transitioning out of the air force. And it's interesting. Cause I, I would have assumed, you know, this is a, a big life decision. This is like, you know, a big transition for you. But as we talk more, I'm like, maybe it isn't that big so for you. Yeah. Like maybe it's just like, cool. This is the next step. I'm curious. Like, what is, what is this process like for you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's something i thought about for a couple of years now of like seeing or, um, yeah, forecasting that this could be something I'm doing, like getting out at this point. Um, and, um, yeah, and just like reflecting on on you know where my career is kind of gone, where it's going, what my options are, it was a really easy decision to make. You know, it wasn't like I was like belaboring about mm. it and like like once I hit the button, you know, like literally clicked on the computer, like submit my separation application. Like I had no regrets about what it. What made it easy? Why was it easy? Um, I was just so convinced like this was the right move. Like there was nothing telling me that this was the wrong decision to make. And so I guess that's just like, listen to myself. Okay. Um, so that a, was
2: like an internal, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had options. I mean, and yeah, and you know, the tangible things is like, I got, I got stability. Like my wife also has, you know, a really great job. She's a high performer in her, in her career field. So like, um, that's something that some freedom that I have, honestly, as, as a lot of military folks don't have is a, you know, dual income household where, you know, worst case comes to it. And I don't have an income. Like, we're going to be fine. We're going to eat like she's making good money too. Like we'll just adjust some things and not save as much. And it maybe. you know, so we have that, you know, and that's a tangible thing of like where I can kind of have a fallback kind of plan or whatever. And we're, we're at, that's great to have that kind of teamwork where we can support each other in that regard. Um, had another job offer. That was great. Um, I was pursuing a few other things. I, I had built up, um, some like, you know, real estate, uh, short-term rental businesses too in the last few years. So I've had, I've got a lot, I've got a few different, like irons in the fire you know what I mean so I don't really have to just like it's not like devastating if I lose you know or I I walk away from this um set career that I could have in the air force this
1: reminds me of big daddy when he's on (laughs) trial and he's like she could be my sugar mama I gotta get me one of those (laughs) (laughs) those." (laughs) making decisions way easier over here at least
2: that's right (laughs) yeah it sounds like it's almost um you have so many opportunities and like you've talked about it could be like like, going to Korea where you're like, cool, I'll just try this. Or it could be CrossFit or it could be Jiu Jitsu. Like, you know, if I'm hearing you right, it's almost like you'd regret more not trying all these opportunities you have yeah. with real estate and like the next level of life. You'd regret that more than like, oh, yeah. You know, the opera, like whatever could be next in the military.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I'd have done that, you know, because I wanted to for so Like, hell, I don't want to live like that. You're right. Yeah. So it's like, life's too let's short. Just try something, pursue it. Hey, man, if it fails, like, whatever, you know, you're going to move on to something else. You're still alive. You're still breathing. Like
1: what's the alternative option staying with the military? Is there an option staying with the military sure. or you're like, Oh yeah. They would yeah. just
0: have to move me somewhere. I don't really want to go. I'll be yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So that's, that's really the thing It's like, yeah, I mean, I, and I, and I called up the career. Firm. I was like, Hey man, like, can you guys like keep me here somewhere? Or Can I go back overseas? Like, I'd love to go back overseas. That would be worth like the sacrifice of like, you know, my wife picking up and moving her job again. Uh, and they're like, Nope, you got to go. To like this, this, this place, that. One. Like, all right, I don't see that's not for me, right?
1: So. Yeah, I love that. Just asking, like, hey, c- yeah. can I do this? You Doesn't know, hurt. if yeah. that's what you want, ask. They say yeah. no. It's like, all right, then. Yeah. We need to figure out another option. And, and you said like this has been a thought for a few years. I think people uh-huh. are like, oh, now I have to do it now. It's like, no, you've been thinking about next steps for a long time now. So right. I'm so curious. The next steps. Mm-hmm. Tell tell us about it.
0: Yeah. Um. So next week, I guess I start. Uh, I start my next job. It's um. I guess I'm, I'll be a consultant, technically a business advisor for a company. So using my experience in contracting to uh, you know help small businesses win government contracts is kind of the thing. Oh, so nice. I've, I know I got the inside knowledge, done it for yeah. six years. Um, now I'll be out on the out uh, outside helping helping new companies who are like you know Silicon Valley type startups or whatever who are like. Don't know anything about the DOD. Like, these worlds are very siloed. Like, in. For those of us who don't know, the oh, DOD is. Uh huh. Of acronyms. course. <laughs> I gotta get away from Just that. For you those know. That's, you know. that's like yeah. the civilians stuff <laughs> that I gotta learn. Anyways, get away from these acronyms. civilians over there. like. <laughs>
2: well, the really is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's more junior than me. I'm oh, more senior I've been than him. you like, come on.
0: This is great. I'm gonna
2: start. I need to start using these terms. Yeah. So,
0: like, yeah, it's like. Exactly. Like helping companies who don't know much about like where to find these opportunities. Cause like the government's spending a lot of money, man. Like, yes. you know, you guys know it, there's a lot to spend and there's a lot of cool technology out there that yes. could get out and get in use in the force that like, um, that maybe commanders don't even know about, you know? So it's like, I'll be that bridge between, you know, tech startups and, and government and finding some cool opportunities to use new and emerging technologies in in creative ways. So, yeah. I
1: I love this conversation because I think this is where I've been leaning uh, as I've pivoted with the people I'm helping. It's like leave corporate to go do their own thing, kind of like pursue their passion, their expertise, whatever. And uh, essentially what you're doing, you're going to be an LLC or your own person, like just you're the consultant, just you?
0: No, it's a small company. Okay, Um, gotcha. Yeah, business advisor. actually a a classmate of mine from the Air Force Academy. He got out a couple years ago and started this thing. it has been... Seems like he's been wildly successful with it. Um, hired a lot of other former contracting officers, other of classmates, and people I knew from the academy. So it's kind of like a cool little club. Yeah. yeah. Still, yeah.
1: still, yeah, still cool because you've taken this. You said you have a lot of experience in this, so it's like, and you enjoy doing it. So like, cool. Like, let's go find a place, and you know, you've talked to your friend who has a small company. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just like Dude. you know, your network is your net worth, and uh, yeah. you want to pursue something. Like there are people out here who can help you. And I recently talked about this where. No one does anything alone. People mm-hmm. think they like, oh, if I want to start my own business or I want to go do this thing, like I do have to mm-hmm. be, you know, it's just me now. It's like, no, there are people out here you can help you or you can team up with to like go do something different that yeah. inspires you.
0: Yeah, you got to put it out there, like throw it out to the universe, like what what you want, what your intention is, and that you know it doesn't have to be all woo woo. It's just like get on LinkedIn, send a couple of messages or whatever, like link like just like hey man, like what are you up to these days? You know, with, with the old classmates or whatever, and like have a phone call with some people. Um,
2: Yes, so many people would wait the same way you did with the Air Force. Like, hey, could I go overseas or could I stay here? You asked. And so Mm -hmm. many people would just wait for their next assignment. Right. They would let life happen to them. And I, I love, too, going back to your story, you had the foresight to realize, like, oh, I'll go into contracting. And, like, looking back now, like, most people wouldn't have the concept to realize, like, oh, this could help me in the future. It sounds like you did. But even with that, I think this is a great lesson for anybody that whatever you're doing now even if you're unhappy if you don't like it you have no idea what it could be preparing you for mm-hmm. in the future so like you said for agreements do the best you can yeah. and now it's paying off that's
0: all you can do all right yeah. uh,
2: you also i know do some real estate airbnb yeah, i yeah. think it'd be just fascinating i'm curious about it uh, okay. give us some insight into like what that's like what got you into it like
0: yeah um, super i mean i feel like i'm fairly novice like real estate investor but like even just having that Got a lot to share, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, living in Tokyo, traveling around Asia with my wife a lot for three years. Um, we we're staying in some really awesome places, some not so great places, just like having fun experiencing different, um, different kind of like bed and breakfasts or like rental properties and stuff um, all over like Bangkok, Korea, wherever like we were going, Taiwan, um, and kind of like reflecting, like, oh, like it, it just kept coming up in our minds. Like, we go to a place and like talk about like, man, this is so cool about this living room or, like, the location or, like, here's what I wish this had, you know, like, the direction, talking about, like, being in, um, like, Taipei trying to find our, our, like, the way into this house or where it is, and we're looking at these, like, pictures and stuff, and we can't read the, the, the you know, symbols <laughs> the and science, whatever, yeah. you know, so we're, like, oh my, I was, like, man, like, they didn't really make it too easy to find this place. It's, like, we started thinking about, like, how cool um, it is to, like, provide, how cool it is to like have a business that like provides um these memories for people you know um and I remember thinking about that when we were in Chile our first time it's like um the guy came and met us and was like giving us all these tips and we're like dude do you own this place and he's like yeah I got like a bunch of units in this building like I do this I also do some like adventure um like whitewater rafting tours guided hikes and all this stuff he's like this is these are like my businesses I'm like that's badass man like that's like you create your own life that way you know and I'm like seeing all that and um I was like, like yeah like through real estate but through like short-term rental like you can own that host that create something cool for other people and uh, anyways it kind of became something we were passionate about i saw uh, a good buddy of ours he um he went to school with my wife he had just started to like build a tiny house in his backyard <gasps> in, in la right oh. and he like oh, did wow. it a lot by himself like got all the permits like hired yeah. crews like a lot of diy and he had he had come from kansas city where he was well i guess he had lived there after coming to ut but he was doing like some uh diy like furniture making stuff like on YouTube, um, started building this house, created the whole channel. He's got like 150,000 you know, subscribers now Damn. on YouTube wow. and has nice. like all these courses and like tons of properties. He's like, we call him like our Airbnb mogul friend. Shout out to Rob built, Rob built on YouTube. Um, dude's awesome. And uh, anyway, so he, we like realized he was doing all this and, um, he just kind of started out and we're like, Hey man, can we pick your brain on this? Cause like this is something we kind of want to get, get into and so we had some phone calls with him, and it just, like, really fired us up. To like, this is so possible. This isn't, like, something that other people do that we can't figure out, you know? Um, and actually, we ended up partnering with him on our first one, on our first property. Um, it's, like, a, a chalet out in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. Um, yeah, like, near Gatlinburg area, you know? It's Such it's, a fun pretty, area. Yeah, it's fun, beautiful with the fall leaves and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we moved back into Japan and just like, okay, let's get to work on some of these things, create a little bit of side income, um, and have some fun with this. You know, we had a little bit of money saved up. So, uh, but we wanted to partner with him on our first one just kind of for that comfort. And like, he kind of lead the way. So we did, and he mostly manages it. Um, and we're like, you know, we could totally do this on our own. And we and I think, um, man, we got together and Taylor and I, we talked about like you know, goal setting and stuff and all these a lot. And I remember telling you about this before and like, Hey, this is something I'm going to be doing. And then I was at coffee one day at, uh, like wash perk I think. And you oh, just yeah. like Walking by, dude, I would chase you down like Taylor. Hey man, come was, over.
2: Yeah. I went for a long run. It <laughs> yeah. was like in the winter and then I was doing like a walk cool down yeah, yeah, yeah. and like never expected to run into somebody I yeah. knew, let alone Pete Lewis and dude. Colorado Springs. So. huh.
0: yeah, and I'm so fired up and I'm like, dude, we got that property. It's going <laughs> great. I'm like telling you about my update on my goals, you know, just like, and, uh, and I was like, dude, I'm going to have another one within like the next six to nine months or whatever. Right. And like five months later, we closed on our second property. Um, and uh, I remember texting you like the day we were like closing and I was like, dude, never gonna believe it. Like this is, this is all happening. Right. And, um, yeah, so we have two, we, our second one's in the, it's a beach house in uh, Gulf shores, Alabama. Um, just, uh, I guess west of kind of like the destiny area where a lot of people go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great place.
1: And that and that's all Air you Airbnb, yeah.
0: It? And we we like uh, self manage, so we have an, on Airbnb Verbo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. um, but yeah, it's it's been really cool to have that to like kind of inter- interact with some people and create um, you know space that people really seem to enjoy going to. Um, and so it's everything that we had hoped for. And um, yeah, so we. But the thing is, like you know, we got to, we self manage, it. I've had kind of the bandwidth to do a little bit out on the side with my job. Um, so any kind of like guest interaction and stuff like. I'm handling them, cleaners, contractors, all that for at least our property. Um, and it's super manageable.
2: Yeah. Again, you literally took your passions, travel, like yeah. something new, the entrepreneur spirit. You asked for some help, you ask questions and then like you just went for it Yeah. and figured it out. Um, I'm curious, what is, what's like one of the biggest lessons you've learned through this whole process? Um, or personal growth even.
0: Any, any, you can figure out anything like nothing nothing's super foreign that you like can't ever do it. You know, like you can just YouTube, you know, ask out, reach out to like network. Um, that, that's just been the biggest thing. It's like, nothing is a problem that you can't figure out how to solve or like, yeah, I, I love so, yeah, it so my, much. Mike yeah. job. Is that, is yeah, that growth mindset, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, cause it's like people think they have,
1: people think they have, to have a perfect. Yeah. And, no, and then they, and then because of that, they never do the thing. And yeah. it's like, you will figure it out on the way. And yeah, um, I love it. Like, what was the time frame where you, the, your first thought of like, um, that trip you took and you're like, Oh, I could do this mm-hmm. all the way up to, you know, picking your, your friend's brain on this. And then you're like, Oh, let's partner with him. And, like, and then you said, Oh, we can do this ourselves. And then you closed your second property. Like, what was that time frame? that very first thought?
0: Um, yeah. So we kind of like marinated on it for a little while while we were living in Japan. Um, and maybe a year or so later, we're back in the States. Um, it's like, June, I think we were back in the States, and uh, man, what was that? Maybe, maybe in the first year, we get that first property, like we okay. start talking to our buddy, yeah, get that first one up, you know, within um, a year or so of us moving back, and then yeah, five months later, we had our second one pretty quick, I yeah, think, so, back so to the next. So, like now, a year when you said, like, I could yeah. do this on our
1: own, close on the first property, where I think is the thing where people underestimate what can actually happen in a year where it's like oh they need it in the month or right now or like oh my god it seems so far away that it's unachievable but like you just took it one step at a time where it was picking your friend's brain then let's partner with him then we can do this on our own then you know going from there where oh my God, this happened in a year, but you just took the action. Yeah, we
0: were ready to do it like maybe six months after moving back, but then COVID hit and we kind of mm. like hit pause and everything. Cause we're like, we don't know what's going to happen with the rental market. Our friend yeah. was seeing a ton of cancellations. Mm. And so like a couple of months go by and then we're like, Hey, you know what? Like we can kind of kickstart this back. It seems like rentals are kind of picking up again. People are doing a lot of domestic travel. And so that's why it kind of like took us another few months to, to kind of re-engage with the, you know, our real estate agent and everything. And, um, and yeah. Then so that's why it was like. Seems like there was here. no
1: rush. At the same, you were taking yeah. action, but there was no like <clears throat> desperate need right. to do it. Not in
0: a rush. We we both had jobs, and yeah. um, and like we didn't want to like stretch ourselves too much financially. You know, we're like, we're like, you know, everything had to go perfect just so we could like make it work. You know, it's like we we were gonna be fine.
2: Yeah, uh, and like knowing you during that process, I remember because we moved back to Colorado about the same time, mm-hmm. and you guys were looking in like. I feel like like Fair Play and like Summit County, yeah. you know, that was kind of like the first idea. And then you're like, oh, uh, like this is really expensive, yeah. you know, versus like what you could get for the same price. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you partner with someone. I remember even hearing you talk about partnering with this guy because you felt like a little in over your head, yeah. but like, hey, he's got experience. And then all of a sudden you do it and you're like, oh, now I feel confident I could do it. And that yeah. was like the progression. And so like to Matt's point of like, it wasn't a rush, but you also like, we're open to where it led. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like forcing, you know, Oh, it has to go this way in this place.
0: Yeah. And start uh, basically like learn the process as we we're going. It's like, it can't be so scatterbrained. Like gotta uh, step one was like, let's focus on one market, like one region, one area, instead of being like, I don't know, East Coast, West Coast, mountains, you know, like who knows, right? So like, let's focus on one area and then start to like really get to know that place by doing a ton of research and looking up a bunch of different properties online and, and try to get a good idea of like what's a good deal or not, you know? And then kind of going from there. So
2: yes, I love it. Okay, so kind of last thing I would love to dive into. You a week ago or a few days ago, you got back from this solo trip to Peru. Yeah, man. Um, and it's cool because I know like. Uh, at least your wife loves to travel and so I'm super curious just to hear of like it was a meditation retreat you went solo I imagine it has something to do with this transition in yeah, your life absolutely um, so yeah what, what what was that like you know what did you learn what was it like traveling alone um, what was kind of the intent of it
0: yeah so um, yeah I went to Peru to Cusco for um, I was gone for about 11 days or so um, yeah I, I had wanted to kind of give myself a like a uh, a gift kind of like getting out of the Air Force. Yeah. You know? So this is my, this is like my personal development kind of um, thing for myself to, to kind of reflect on who I am, who am I outside the military? Who am I outside of the context that I've been living in? Cause I mean, we talked about my story. Like I was 18 when I kind of got set on the path that I'm on. I'm 32 now. So like right. I've been on this track for a long time where there's no, yes. didn't really see like an off ramp, you know? So, um, and within that, you know, it's like 13 years of having, you know, all these things you got to live by, you know, which are, which are great. It's a good guide. Um, as far as like, you know, haircut, shaving, all this and that, that you got to follow. Got <laughs> a nice um, beard growing in right that's now. Right, right now it's good. It feels great, man. It feels free, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, like who am I beyond that? Like, so when I don't have all these restrictions on me or, or, or like requirements, like who am I outside of that? And like, let's, 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 let's dig into that and figure that out. So, um, that was kind of the intent of this, of this goal is a little, take a little bit of time out, away from my routine, away from my family, my expectations, my feel like normal life back here at home, um, reflect on, on who I am, what I want. And, um, and maybe some things that I you know, should need to address that I haven't been like really thinking about for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, I grow from that. So I went to, went to Cusco, did this like really, you know, intensive meditation retreat, um, and spent some time, just a lot of time, just quiet journaling, um, eating healthy and, um, yeah, there were other people there. It was good. Good meeting some, you always meet cool people when you travel, man. It's like a self-selecting mm-hmm. thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, and that was, that was great too. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, so I go on this, um, go on this trip alone, like as, as, and also part of being alone was like, you know, reaffirming my own self-confidence to do something like that of like, look, like I, I don't really need other people like you, have all the tools that you need on, on your own. And that was a, another big lesson I learned while I'm out there is like, I felt like I'm always like reaching out for other people's like affirmation or or, uh, or approval or like comfort or whatever. And um, and you go through a little bit of like pain and loneliness or whatever, but you kind of come out of that feeling like, look, I've got everything I need. Like as long as I can just like sit and breathe and like feel myself centered and like calm myself down, like, you're always at home wherever you are, whoever you're with, like you are like just centered. And so that was one of the things I, I realized through this meditation of like, there's nothing but abundant love all around you. And like, you just need to like breathe it in and breathe it out and give it So like, and, and, and your breath is like your reflection of that. So like, like breathing it in, accepting that love, breathing it out and just loving unconditionally everybody around you. like, being it kind of falls in with like gratitude and like forgiveness for yourself, for other people. Um, and these are all these things that I was thinking about when I was out there that like, or like realizations that kind of came to me when I just took a little bit of time to myself, you Mm. know? And, um, and it was freaking beautiful and profound and so impactful. I'm still kind of unpacking some of it, you know, but yeah,
2: that, I mean, that's an, that's an intro clip right there. That's, an incredible awareness. And it sounds like you just created space for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I think that we talk about this a lot through just a day-to-day journaling practice or a day-to-day meditation practice, or like getting in nature. Um, it's so important to just create space and yeah. reflect, you know, Victor Frankl talks about like, mm-hmm. um, we have a choice to respond to like everything. And that's that like between, uh, I think it's between like stimulus and response there's space mm-hmm. and, um, so that's really cool. Like this awareness, I'm curious. It sounds like, do you feel like you've, you've changed? Like you're a different person from like when you left and today.
0: Of course. Yeah.
2: How, so? How can you not be? Right? Oh, I, um, yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I don't want to make assumptions, yeah, but oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I, for
0: me, I'm like, yeah, I mean, and, and you've like, got a, a massive person. smile on your face right yeah, now yeah. too. It's yeah. like,
2: it's contagious. It's, I can feel the energy. Yeah. Dude,
0: I love that. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, something that you go through that's so profound you you're never going to be the same. Right. And then maybe you fall into some old grooves whenever and like you kind of revert back in some ways. But like um, anything that that's really impactful is going to leave you a little bit differently. And, and every interaction you have with someone that's meaningful is going to leave you a little bit differently. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I came out of it with um, a little more like forgiveness for myself in a lot of ways, like being able to let go on some old pain from losing my brother um, and just kind of accept that, like, it's OK, you know, whatever happened, like it's OK and i can and i can forgive him i can forgive myself my family i can just feel unconditional love for 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 every everyone you know in my family for myself um yeah so i, I feel like i'm kind of moving forward with just like um a, a really yeah i guess a different outlook on all that uh, on that specifically because that's something that i went in with the intention to kind of address and kind of like chew on while i was down there mm-hmm. um but also like Um, thinking about myself moving forward and and my own self-confidence and this whole like need for other people. And like, no, it it really helped me refocus. Like I am great. I just need to listen to myself. um, And and a lot of things like don't need to, um, you know, be reaching out right all the time for, for other people, people's, you know, comfort approval and whatnot.
1: I fucking love this so much. (laughs) Uh, It's something I've been kind of going through myself. If people listen to the last modern happiness episode, um, Like in this turmoil of, I was like, yeah, spending too much time like listening to other people and and for me running my business on social media, doing what everyone else said, this is how you have to do content, have to do this, and and this is exactly what I did when I was home on the East Coast. Like, oh man, I was just like struggling big big time, and I had to reflect on. You said this. Who am I? Mm -hmm. Not what everyone says or what I have to do or all this stuff, but like, who am I really? And. I'm curious, what came up for you if you said like, okay, you went into this like, who am I? You know, how would you answer that?
0: Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who am I going into that? Who? Are, who? I who, said? who are you
1: now? Like, what did you find? And also, actually, before you answer that, I think you kind of said it, but was that a, it was a bit of a painful process? It was tough.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, I, I don't like being alone. Dude, it was hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is
1: what like. People don't, you know, it's so much thrown at us all the time. And we mm-hmm. never take a step back to be like, who am I? Right? Well, you know, when we lose ourselves, like you come into this world and you know exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. And through all the crap we go through in life, we forget who we actually mm-hmm. truly are based on what other people have told us to do all that stuff. And it takes time to like, sometimes it takes a point where it's like, I know for me, it was like, I broke down kind of, and it was like, I need to take a step back where for you, it was a maybe more transitional phase where like, I need to, you know, before I move on to this next step, go find who I am. So it's painful and it's hard, but it's so necessary. So yeah. So like, who are you?
0: Yeah. I think, um, I think it's easy to get caught up in your like obligations, and responsibilities at home. Like, so for me, married, I have a son who's about to be two in like a couple of weeks. Um, I yeah, got some dogs, couple wow. old doodles. He's getting right? old. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh but like all these all these things it's like you kind of you can lose your identity and and this is I think why is you know people have um you know a tough time around their 30s or 40s potentially because like you get so caught up in all these like oh my my dogs need me to walk them, to feed them, my son needs this and that, my wife needs this and that, my you know attention the house needs maintaining. Like you get caught up in all these little obligations of like being pulled and needed by all these different things that like you're not really, um, you know, reflecting as much on yourself and like, what do you want? Like, what do you need for yourself? Like, what do you need to do for yourself right now? Because you're just so busy with all these other things that seem to be demanding your attention, your time. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think that's why it was great to step away from that for a little bit. Um, and again, like huge appreciations for my, for my wife for holding it down back at home with all those things that, you know, they don't stop. Right. But, um, but I was able to get out and, um, and kind of reflect, yeah, like on, on who am I? And like, and, um, And it wasn't like I had any like shocking revelations, you know what I mean? Like I know who I am, Mm. right? I'm someone who just like loves passion, loves, loves like adventure, loves getting out and experiencing new things and seeing new cultures, being open to like what the, what the world has to show me, you know, just kind of being receptive to that. Uh, I love connecting with other people. I love um, like trying to find encouragement, trying to like share something from my story that might resonate with them. And like, maybe we can like empathize together on like a similar pain that we've been through. Right. Um, because there's way more connection than we think and but like we're so used to just holding that in you know um where and if we do we don't share some of that pain like we're never gonna we're not maybe gonna connect as well with somebody else who's experiencing the same thing have been through the same kind of hell that you can kind of talk about and and then you realize like oh man maybe it's not so bad you know um so i feel like i'm coming out of it like just um yeah really open i guess to to um world, what I have to learn, what I still have to learn, you know. Um and um but I feel confident myself that I have what I have the tools that I need, mm-hmm. you know, to, to step forward into this kind of unknown of like a new career, um a new identity, you know, as as it were.
2: I can hear the confidence in your voice of like just it's like comfortable with the unknown, if yeah. that's fair to say. Like you don't know all the answers, but you're like, yeah, I'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. What I'm curious is you know, what leads you, because I knowing you, you read, you listen to podcasts, you try new things, new experiences, like you went on this trip, like personal development is big. And I, I think for most people listening from the outside, looking in, like your life is really good. And you would say that, right. And you, you know, you have a great family and career. And even in the shift, you have kind of quote unquote things figured out. And I think so many people wait to do these types of things until shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. What? you know, why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep stretching yourself? Like even when, you know, things are quote unquote good.
0: I mean, shit's already hit the fan for me, you know, like I'm Mm. I'm past that a little bit of like, dude, I've experienced loss and and pain and anger and all that. Like, yeah, it could get worse. Sure. But like, I think once you, there's something freeing in a way that you learn once you've had some kind of intense loss in your life that like moving forward, you're, like you kind of come to terms with death in a way. Right. And so then from then on, um, you know, and, and it was a process, you know, like definitely like deep into like alcohol and bad habits, you know, for a long time, you know, and, but like, um, but coming out of that, like, I just feel like I, I, I love to just, um, I don't know. I feel like I can appreciate life more now. So like, I could go after these different things and pursue my passions and like, yeah. You know, what's the worst that happens like you lose you know you're gonna lose more uh, loved ones or you lose your, like yourself right in a way like, like uh, kind of lost some of the fear of that having experienced the, the pain you know
2: yeah it sounds like if I'm hearing you right like why settle for good enough or good when like better grade is just around the corner like just keep keep yeah. learning, keep growing. Something interesting. You said one of my favorite, uh, podcasters, Savan Matosian talks. Mm. He said this a lot. You can't become enlightened until you understand death or meet death mm. or experience death. I'm curious your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and I have some thoughts, but I'll just kind of leave it open ended for now.
0: Yeah. So death in, in, in some ways, right? So I've talked about like death of a family member, um, and yeah, becoming enlightened is you know I think coming to terms with that and uh and accepting what it is right and and just accepting your own mortality I think it comes with and that's the lesson that really comes with like experience the death of a love of the loved one is like um like you really it really hits home like how fragile how short this life is, and that's where it gets me to like like life's not long, you know, and I've seen like whether it's like. Uh, you know, friends in the military who died in like training accidents or, 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 uh, other things outside of their control, you know um, you don't know when your day is going to come up. Right. So um, it's like, why not, why live in a hell right now in your own mind? Like, like make, create your heaven, like in your life. Um, So uh, yeah, I think, I think the death around you kind of comes into that. I think, um, you know, people can talk about death and like a, like an ego death. And that's something I've been kind of working on lately you know it's like like um shamanic death dude yeah. yeah and that's what like um i mean you see a lot of philosophies talk about that right like um talk about like dying to live right so that you may live right and so it's like um like the death experiencing the death of yourself and like ruminate you know think about like think about your death or like think about how like when you're gone what will that be like or like or like think about um you know, like just the death of the self, like stop identifying so much with yourself and, and just be right. Um, so I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, sense? no, that, <laughs> I'm just like ranting, I think that like... was
2: incredible. Kind of my thought and understanding and belief on it is I don't, I know, obviously you talked about death of a loved one, but I don't think it has to be that. I don't think you even necessarily have to experience death in your life, but it is understanding, you know, the stoic philosophy of memento mori yeah that's what i was thinking remember that we will die like that's Mm -hmm. the only thing we know to be true and so Mm uh and uh, enlightenment i don't know that we could dive into that but i think until you either and you could experience it through like death of people you know but understanding that like when you come to terms and realize like that's the reality of our world then you can actually like move on
0: yeah it's freeing right because like as as long as you're having this like, oh my God, that person died. Like, oh, how could that have happened? You know, like, dude, we're all going to die. So like quit hanging on to this thought that like, we're not going to die. Right. We're all going to die. So like you get over that a little bit and now it's like, okay, accept your death. Like this is a fact of life. Then you won't be in so much pain and so much like, of, um, like you're living out of touch with reality as long as you're thinking that like, oh, we're not going to die. You know, like, or, or as long as you're like rejecting that or like fighting against that, like, no, accept it. Cause like, we're all gonna have a time. Maybe we, maybe we know, you know, maybe we'll have a longer life. Maybe we won't, but like, um, just accept it. Like this is short, this isn't permanent. Um, and it's, that's a really freeing kind of feeling. Yeah. It's a shift <laughs> in perspective. I know yeah.
2: Matt and I were talking about this the other day of like, you know, he said to me, he's because so many people have told him he's been an engineer and his family has said this. He was recently a few days ago on an Uber ride back from the airport and they're like, Oh, engineering. That's always good to fall back on. And he's like, no, He's like, I will always be an entrepreneur. I will always like do something if it's not what I'm doing now. And I think that's the perspective. So many people are like, what if, what if, what if this happens? What if that, you know, the trivial things of day to day, what if you start a
1: business and it fails? What if you lose your all, all your money? Cool, figure something else out. I think it's perfectly in tangent with the idea of this death, but also like tomorrow's not guaranteed. Why do we think we know what's gonna happen tomorrow? Why do we think we know what's gonna happen in the future? I'm gonna stay in this job and I'll get the promotion in a year and then I'll be this, per- blah, blah, blah. COVID happened. No one expected Mm -hmm. that. Then your company goes down and then you have nothing. So like, we think we know what's going to happen. We have no idea what Mm -hmm. the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't hedge on that. I would, you said it like create my heaven now. Mm -hmm. I I love that. You said that. that I'm curious. Like if you were to tell someone, how can they create their heaven now? What would be like a piece of advice you would give them?
0: Um, Well, I, I, I feel like I see it as, you know, this concept of heaven and hell. It's not like a, like a physical place you're going to go to that's it's where you're living right now it's like it's like where you are in your head right so like creating that means um you know living in touch with 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 yourself um you know showing love to people around you and accepting that love and like yeah it's 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 like i guess living in touch with reality too and like it's just accepting what is you Mm -hmm. know and, and stop rejecting it um don't live out of touch with who you are who you're meant to be like if you feel this pull to like get out of being an engineer you know like you're kind of living in a hell until you get out of that right mm-hmm. like because because you're just every day waking up this with this regret that like how you're living is not alignment with who you are
1: mm-hmm. it's just what you said like you know you have the answers i think i said this on the last modern business podcast i recorded we're like you know what you need to do mm-hmm. so go do it mm-hmm. just go do it um I, I also this may be a little backtracking a bit but i just i can't get this out of my head and i love it so much my client once told me this um people would say like you know, would you die for your kids? Yes, of course, I would die for my kids. And she's like, yeah, but would you live for your kids? Ooh. And I love that idea. And if you don't have kids, like, would you live for yourself? Would, like, for your family? Oh, I'd die for my brother and my family. Like, but would you live for them? Mm-hmm. You know, whoever that is in your life, uh, really yourself, like. Um,
0: yeah, it's got to come back to yourself, you know? Cause definitely, like, yeah. You don't own these people. And this is another thing I was thinking about recently on this trip is, like, You got to let go of all this, like this possession of these other people. So when you say like Mm -hmm. my kids, my wife, my, it's Mm -hmm. like my, one of my, my, uh, lessons was like, you don't own like, this isn't like, let go of that possession because these are all their own people. Like they're going to make their own choices one day and you got to let it go. Like you don't own this. And so all you can really do is, is control yourself and like, and live for yourself, you know, um, you know, make those choices that align with you and your values.
1: Yeah. I love it. I got, I got one final question. I got yeah. one
2: final question, too. You want me to go? Um, this has been incredible. So great to catch up. Love all the things you're doing. Love the insight that you have. I'm curious, what's next for Pete? And what I mean by that, obviously, we know it's a transition and you've got a new job and all this, but, like, what's the next thing? You always, you know, you traveled alone. You've done CrossFit. I was at your very, very jiu-jitsu tournament yeah. true white belt like <laughs> like what, my like kicked <laughs> yeah but you it did it great. most it people would, most yeah. people would wait five years oh you're yeah. gonna learn so much and these yeah. guys heard me talk about yeah. jiu-jitsu for like six months straight <laughs> yeah because of that yeah. um yeah. but yeah like what's what's next like what do you like do you have anything in mind do you have like
0: yeah um i think inspired by you in, in a ways in this podcast it's like making a habit of journaling and meditating hmm. and um and kind of coming back to that and this this trip kind of sparked that as well of, of um, you know, making that a part of my routine. Um, but kind of get in touch with that, uh, this, like, different energy that we can kind of bring to life. Like, and if you think about, it like, masculine, feminine, I feel like I've been living in the masculine energy for a lot of my life, right, mm-hmm. of, like the fucking loud music in the gym crushing weights crossfit you know shirt off doing all that shit getting big muscles and you know like
2: yep it's time to take some baths dude, with a bath bomb and cry a little picking bit Picking up
0: some yoga you know oh. what i mean you know like 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 i feel like and there's nothing wrong with that it's great like but it's good yeah. to have a balance and like i haven't really had that balance as much in my life it's bringing in I more feel of like,
1: that feminine energy
0: exactly which yeah. is okay like it doesn't yeah. like it doesn't mean that men can't have a feminine energy side so like um, well, I think
2: you read uh, *Man Uncivilized* yeah, by dude, Tra- Traver? yeah, Traveron, and dude, that, I loved that. That was such insight, and of like, yeah, both aspects, and that's yeah. how he's teaching masculinity—is like, whatever you're missing, you need more of.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, um, maybe reading that too was was kind of put me in touch with that. But I'm like, I need to kind of, I don't know, re—I uh, mean, maybe not need, but like, I feel like that's where I'm pulled to to adjust—is like, you know, get in touch with that a little bit more. I haven't really like touched weights in a long time and mm. i feel totally fine with it you know yeah. like i'm i'm just like my diet's changed a little bit like i'm just kind of like i'm okay and that's where i feel my direction it going ri- is like, it
2: really sounds like you're just living in alignment yes. with yeah. with who you are yeah and give zero fucks about the rest of the world yeah
0: like forget these expectations of like oh shit like i gotta squat once a week and deadlift you know like do all this why like i don't mm. know if, if i feel like that maybe you know but like um yeah it's like find yeah what um where i should be going you know and not yeah I, live I, by these I think
2: uh to put a bow on that thought you you put in the questionnaire what makes you feel come alive oh mm-hmm. yeah if you just follow that
0: yeah you'll be on track yeah what makes you feel alive yeah uh, yeah
1: well i think my question doesn't need to be asked but in the sake of modern happiness i'll uh-huh. ask it anyway pete are you happy
0: Dude, i am very happy why why, smile. why
1: are you so happy <laughs>
0: Cause I'm living in a line with me, you know, like I'm, I'm I'm living myself and I can express myself a little bit more, you know? Um, and that feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fucking
1: love.
0: now. I am so
2: fired up right now to go do me even more. Yeah. Like I'm inspired by everything you said, but like the biggest takeaway right now is just like all the thoughts and feelings I've had is just like, turn that up a notch. Yeah. So thanks for that. Yeah. It's in
1: such synchronicity with me. What I said before, when you were like, I'm, I went to find who who am I? And that's what I kind of went through um, throughout the holidays and new year. Um, And I'm like, I'm going fully into who I am and what I love and what I want to do. And that's exactly what you're saying. Um, So it's all synchronistic for me. And it's just more affirmation to continue to do that. So. I love this. This great, is man. such a great podcast. Yeah, this uh, is my new favorite. Yeah, new favorite. <laughs> I'm it, not everyone is lie. always I'm a new favorite.
2: Let's, like, go, let's Pete, go, let's go, let's go! Yeah. By the way, Maddie's superpower is hype. Yeah, she is the ultimate hype woman. Yeah, if you haven't, oh, yeah. if you couldn't tell already, <laughs> yeah,
0: she'll yeah. pump you up. I yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's so good. Oh, uh, this is fun. That's all I got, uh, Pete. Thanks so much for your time. I love you. Taylor, I love you. Love Maddie, you, I love you. I love you, Maddie. Listeners, love you I love you all. Um, that's it. We're wrapping up. Until next time, peace. peace.